Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Do you know about the fanny pack? I don't know about the fanny pack, but we're going to be live talking about the fanny pack on Ike Live from the 2018 Bassmaster Classic. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been it's been awesome seeing everybody. Man, if, if you if you've never been to a classic, you gotta get here. It's it's awesome. There's so much going on, and uh, we're broadcasting. And I am an infant in the broadcasting world amongst the group that I'm sitting with right now. I've got I've two of the best, two of the veterans uh, that have uh, done so much for the sport with the sport over the last years. A lot of you know Mark Jeffries from Bass Zone, who is our executive producer for Ike Live. It's good to have you back with us, Mark. And um, and we've got Kent Brown with us for the first time this weekend yeah. uh, from Ultimate Bass Radio, our West Coast connection. All the way out in the West Coast. As, as Jeffries likes to call me, the West Coast czar. He is the West Coast czar. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, we, and we're hanging out with Brian the Carpenter. We, we got BTC. You know? Hey, pulling I mean, the trigger. I mean, that, how cool is that? Yep. <laughs> how many years, Kent? Thir- 13 years we've been doing the Ultimate Bass Radio Show. All right. How many years covering this game? Covering the game. Well, you know, before the radio show, I was I was an angler. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I fished all the all the events out west. You know, and I grew yeah. up with all these guys fishing, sleeping okay. in our vans. And yeah, it's so funny when I talk to like you and Mike, and you know, when when we hear how your your guys growing up was and you were all fishing and you're all buddies and you're all traveling that is exactly what we did in the west um just we were we were we were mirror image just in different parts of the country you know i mean sleeping in our vans jay yellis and i today were laughing about you know sleeping in our vans and eating yep. 8 p.m hot dogs and, <laughs> you know, i was i i am i met i met this kid at clear lake uh and he had these parachute pants on and he had he had multiple earrings and a weird hairdo, and uh, his name was Skeet for God's sakes. You know, he was 17 years old, and we kind of adopted him at that point in time. And That's so, awesome. Yeah, he, he's one of my best friends. He had multiple earrings. He did. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was funny. He won a Redman tournament. I am gonna rat him out. He's gonna kill me. He won a Redman tournament and he got a new earring. And uh, and I go, well, what's with the new earring, dude? And he, he goes, oh, I'm gonna get a new earring every time I win a big tournament. So now I, I always go, aren't you glad you kind of blew that idea off? <laughs> Imagine what the classic in an Angler of the Year title would <laughs> More than Jason Quinn. More than, yeah, yeah, he didn't did put Jason to shame. But, hey, it's great to be here, man. It's so cool. Man, it's it's awesome to talk to you. And, and just to start right out of the gate, isn't it true that the East Coast Anglers are way cooler than the West Coast Anglers? Really? Here we go. <laughs> really? The East, the East Coast Anglers are cooler than... Uh, okay, now now we get Palinic, right? We get Palinic. We have to claim yep. Palinic. You got Palinic. Oh. See, then you guys are going to claim Seth, and he's pretty cool. True. Yeah, it's true. You know, Seth's pretty, Seth's pretty cool. Yep. But we have Skeet, and on my radio show this morning, I had a recorded interview with Ike, and um, Ike was being a little critical of Skeet's pants that he had on at Media Day. <laughs> and, uh, and Ike said they were sexy. Curious, sec- George? Well, no, Ike said they were sexy if you were Big Bird. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Did you see those, Pete? Did you I, see? It? Man, I'm, I, it's it was out there, man. <laughs> it was you, you. You did not. You knew 
Skeet was at was there. Yeah, he, now you could get a pair of those in orange. Orange. Orange pants. That's what orange you need, pants. man. Well, orange power pole. Put that on the list. I can see Feet I'm on it. Feet of the sea. Yeah. I'm on it. I can see it. Yeah. That, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. That, he stand up. Well, Skeet's made a living doing that, man. Um, He's a, the Oklahoma guy would like to go to Bass Trap now. <laughs> <laughs> the guys in the West Coast would like to avoid Let's it. Let's talk about the state of Oklahoma, boys. <laughs> right now, right? one, two, All right, and three. The Central guys, you know why they call have them? it? You know why they call them the Sooners? Why is They'd that? sooner be anywhere else in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> well, the right. Sooners are crushing it. Yeah, they, they are. are. Right now. Yeah, I mean, are. And we're staring at it. We got Christy leading the way, followed by Evers. Uh, James Elam, where's he from? Oklahoma. He's also. Are another, you sure? Holy yes. mackerel. Yeah, his uh, primary top, sponsor is a donut sponsor. Daylight Donuts. From, and they're based they're out not, of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Pete and I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we know our way around a donut. We know our way around a donut. They're right down the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at this. Top three guys crushing them. They're fishing shallow. Uh, fishing largemouth. Uh, man, that's, that's crazy. A lot of guys uh, were predicting that that might happen. But the spotted bass guys were hoping that it was going to go that way, but sure looks like it's going to be a largemouth duel. Well, it did, you know, and I mean, I think the spotted bass guys were really thinking they were kind of going to be in transition. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was starting to warm up a little bit every day, and and uh, I, I think that as warm as it got out there in the parking lot the other day at Media Day on that on that you know paved parking lot, I think it got in their heads, man, because they started thinking, man, feel how warm it is feel how warm it is everybody man. was talking about it and they might have got in their heads a little bit yeah. and they were hoping those fish were gonna the spots a spot obviously were going to be transitioned but uh, right so it looks like the largemouth are going to come to the party and it, it's happened you know the the spotted bass well, we've got a warming trend down here guys if you're not from this area you know lake hartwell is where the classics being held and it's been kind of cold and miserable and they're seeing a pretty stable few days in a row brilliant sunshine yesterday warm Clouds and overcast today, warm, and, uh, you know, as a lot of guys predicted, that's pushing their largemouth up on the bank, and the power fishermen, power fishermen, we're not sissy rod fishing like the West Coast guys, like, <laughs> oh, we're oh, power yeah. fishing oh, yeah. this yeah. year's class. Now we're sissy rod fishing. Now we're sissy rod fishing. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Hey, I will say this. Like, I did, I did just hear Ike Live. He's the king of sissy rod. No, I, I did hear. That's true. I did hear some guys talk about that they did make a move late yesterday to go look at some. There's actually some looking taking place, but they wow. did are they not setting produce. up or are they? they they're they're up getting or? close. They think that if they can make it to the final day, mm-hmm. that those a fish spawn. are going to be definitely catchable. Right. They actually spent some time trying to catch some bedding fish yesterday, but right. could not get them to bite. They were very spooky. Yeah. Uh, but there was one contestant said that he was probably looking at 25 pounds uh, you know, good I, night and, and yeah. i didn't mind giving a little bit of love you know to the oklahoma guys obviously we have to we're uh, you know we're we're watching a little live there it looks like edwin just caught another one but let's talk about mdj wow this very first bassmaster i'm a classic, fan the very first time they ever pulled him through that arena as a bassmaster classic qualifier and he had big bass of the day yeah. That's amazing. Mark Daniels Jr. Now, you know, I, I tell you guys, we raise skeet. We 
Mark Daniels Jr. I used to work for a tournament organization out west, and, and I worked for him and fished for him, but it was mm. completely up and up, right? <laughs> Mark's looking at me like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> when Mark Daniels Jr. was 13, 14 years old, his father would drop him off, and he would work the tournaments. He would, like, hand out way bags and set hang banners and, you know, do all that stuff. And uh, he was just ate up with bass fishing. So I've, I've known Mark since he was about 13 years old. And his dad would drop him off on Friday and pick him up on Sunday. Man. Well, he, we had, uh, I had the uh, fortunate experience a couple years ago. I think it was last, I think it might have been two years ago now, where we did some on-water training with yep. MDJ. Yep. And I'll be honest, he wasn't on my radar. Yeah. But Ike said, no. we got to film with this guy. Yeah. This guy said that. That was beat, beat to the sea. I take um, that credit. <laughs> we had to. We, we, want, we want to get with this guy. I took him out on the Delaware River, and um, you know my job would be a lot easier with Ultimate Bass Radio if I had a, if I had a Brian the Carpenter or or I had a Matt Pangrak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I need a. Yeah. I, I, you, you run a, I can't afford solo? either one of them, but but I'm flying solo, <laughs> man. I, I, you know, I, Brian, you like California? You've been out there, dude. You, uh, I've, been, out, to, I've been to Tahoe. But. Well, see, that's close enough. Yeah. Well, you could buy. Brian works for beer, so perfect. <laughs> I used you to. Know. <laughs> Prices have gone up. All right, uh, Pete, I've got to get into this with Ken here. I want to talk about it. It is very difficult to walk around the show today. It is jam packed. It's packed. All right. The question I have for Kent: Would this work? In Sacramento, would this work in California? Could the fans of California bass fishing support an early classic in the town of Sacramento? Yeah, I mean, I think they will, and, and crowd-wise for sure. You know, I mean, we have we have one of the busiest sports shows every year with the International Sportsman's Expo in Sacramento in January. Uh, and there, are, as you know, you've been out there. There are a ton of bass fishing fans there. With that being said, what scares me about a classic? in Sacramento is would the industry support it? You know, would we see those giant factory booths that we see here in Greenville get sent all the way to California? You know, the, the, the Toyotas, the Pure Fishings, the, the you know, they... The they, Bash University. The Bash University. Well, you guys have come. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, do they think that you can't get there from here, you know? Mm-hmm. I've got a solution. I, I've had a solution I, I, for this entire thing. Is this the train thing. solution? Yes. This is the train solution. Is they go out, they land a sponsorship with Burlington Northern Santa Fe BNSF, and they get those containers, and they have meet points where they meet, and they throw everything on there. They take a couple of days. They load the containers. They put the containers on the rails, send them out there, get them back the same way. Your cost is slashed mm. dramatically. If they would do that, and plus you get the whole show up, dude. You get sponsorship dollars by bringing the rail company on board. Barnum and Bailey's kind of what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of no lines, no lines. You know, it would. It would be like the circus coming to town. I've heard that said before. I mean, we've had (laughs) numerous comments by certain people when we roll into town. We've been called the circus. Yeah. Well, well, what? What? All right. Let's say we can get the show and the sponsors. How how Sacramento performing in February and March? Well, so how's the Delta? So here's the deal. You know, they they have uh, they have launched out of Sacramento the last time they were there, downtown Sacramento Discovery Park. The anglers had to run about an hour and twenty minutes to get to the Delta, down the Sacramento mm-hmm. River, uh, you know, through Rio Vista Bay, through Three Mile Slough, and then into the center of the Delta. So these guys were running an hour and a half before they ever dropped the trolling motor. Now, with that being said, last year, this weekend, that we're sitting here right now, okay, there was 25 foot of water where the way trailer was parked in Discovery Park last year. 
you know, because high water floods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right where that is is where the American and Sacramento rivers join. Uh, so you've got a lot of release and a lot of water. Mike came out. He and I filmed the City Limits show uh, right on that stretch of river. We launched right at Discovery Park mm-hmm. when, when we filmed that City Limits show. And the one thing Mike couldn't believe was the docks along the river had pilings that were, you know, 70, 80 feet high. And Mike's like, dude, why are those pilings so high? And so, well, when the river comes up, you know, the docks will just go up with it and then recede back. Right. So, with that being said, yes, it would perform. And the Delta will always perform at that time of year. But they can't launch out of Sacramento and make those guys make the run. Uh, because we don't know if we'll have floods and the river's not navigable. You know, it's right. just, it's, it's, it's kind of like they saw in Muskogee that year. Right. They had to go, right. now nah, we're out, we can't do that. But... Uh, and I've, I've helped them a little bit. We've talked about this with the city. There is one launch ramp on the Delta. It's called B&W Resort. It's right there on the McCallamy River. Uh, it's right at Highway 12. And it's about a 35-minute tow uh, up to the Golden One Center in Sacramento. Okay? And that's the nothing. most important part, it's in Sacramento County. And that's where we're trying to get that money right. and the funds from. So, uh, you know, they don't want to go into Stockton or San Joaquin County, obviously. But we've talked about it. They've talked about it. I think we may see the guys out there um, for a tour stop before we see them there for a classic again. Well, you've heard here, guys at Bassmasters, we have solved all your problems for a West Coast Classic. <laughs> we, we have you a new sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Transportation <laughs> problem solved. And, and you know, if the train if the train leaves. If the train leaves in early February, it could make it stops, you know, across the country, and the guys could come in and do seminars, you know, they could bass, bass <laughs> you in stop. every town. Bassmasters tour. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> this is it. not stagecoach time where you pull the stagecoach up to the train oh. and all that. I mean, come on. Hey, I see. What about, uh, is, what about south of Sacramento? Is Clear Lake south of there? Clear Lake's north. north. Clear Lake's is, north. What, is um, there anything south? Uh, no. No? No. No. Okay. The, Delta, the Delta is the only facility. Uh, and, and the Golden One Arena, brand new, beautiful arena, just like we're in this afternoon. Uh, and then we have actually two convention centers in Sacramento. We actually have uh, our convention center, which is which is walking distance over to the Golden One Center. And then we have Cal Expo, which is where most of the major shows are held. Gotcha. But man, I just I just don't I just I don't foresee the industry um, doing it. I just don't but, foresee it happening. But yeah. I, I saw a map. Can't I, I think it was in the magazine or some yeah. uh, media distribution about the number of BASS members. The membership yeah, I think is we're huge. Second. I think yeah. we're second, second to Texas. Yeah, think, probably. Wow. Yeah, but you know we got a lot of people out there. It's we big have state. a ton, ton of bass fishermen. You know, and and it's kind of funny because when you look at the anglers that have come from California, from the West, it's why they're so versatile. You know, because one. One day they're at Lake Shasta fishing spotted bass and ultra clear water, catching them, you know, 30 to 70. And then we're over at Clear Lake, catching them on a swim bait. Or we're down at the Delta. They're at Lake Mead where you can see the bottom in 40 feet, uh, you know, 35 foot of water. I love so, that. Yeah, I know. So uh, that's that's why our Western guys are so versatile. They're not a one-dimensional angler. And really nobody is on the Elite Series. But they definitely are probably, when they hit the tour, the most well-rounded anglers. That's true. And it's How like do we Florida causes us such yeah, problems? Like, well, because of grass. <laughs> I don't. Offshore. I don't believe that Florida bass actually bite lures myself. But uh, no, no. The, Pete has struggled in <laughs> Florida. All, all, most all have. But 
But, Bans, you mentioned that. What's going on with Skeet, West Coast guy who is super versatile? Man, um, what happened? I mean, it, uh, I, did he swing for the bleachers and I, just miss? I, you know, I, we're, we're in a hall. We're, we're in a hall with, with thousands of bass anglers. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to invite the very first one of the thousands and thousands of bass fishing fans to come up that have never gone bass fishing and not caught one. <laughs> Unfortunately, our friend Skeet just did it on day one of the Bassmaster yeah. Classic. Um, Skeet said, plain and simple, man, he said, I, I sucked. Yep. Uh, you know, he said he jumped about a three and a half off and another one about two. and But he said he, you know, he kind of stuck with a pattern. He got in practice. He felt, you know, pretty confident. I talked to him uh, after practice completely, you know, microphones turned off, recorders turned off. Just what do you think? And mm-hmm. He's like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm catching some fish. I feel really good about this. Wow. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I, things change. Yeah, the stars did not align for yeah. ski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, was the same, and, uh, that was the same with Mike. He had a, a lot better practice than he did at yeah. day one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of guys did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was the, the consensus in the media room yesterday when the guys came in. You know, hey, I thought I really would have performed mm-hmm. much better than I did on day one. But I, yeah, yeah, and the first outdoor rider that does, you can't win the classic on the first day, but you can sure lose it. <laughs> well, throat punching, Brian. <laughs> you got to be bold enough to be able to zero on the first day of the classic. What? People aren't like uh, I can tell you this: on my first classic, I laid up because I was looking rough halfway through the I'm day. Be in that arena, and and, and and I said, man, I'm picking up my shaky head rod, and I'm going to go catch myself a limit of spots to bring across the stage. And I gave up about three hours of my day to do it. Yeah. Instead of fishing to win, which I know that's what Skeet did. You know, it takes it takes bold. I mean, you're coming into that arena uh, with all those people, all your fans, and it, you know, it, to be he, able to make that gamble and lose it. I mean, it, it's bold. And I've got to look, but did he not finish last in the classic the year before he won? I think he did. Yeah, I think you're I right. Think he did. Yeah. I mean, I think he's done. He's been to 18 of them. Wow. You know, but I will tell you, I was standing in the Triton booth yesterday. We we had a big screen. And we're watching, and uh, a bunch of fishing fans standing around. I was standing next to Brent Chapman, and they were like, "Oh man, that sucks." You know, Skeet Blanken, and Brent Chapman goes, "You want to know what sucks? What sucks is standing in the show watching <laughs> Skeet on that big screen TV <laughs> blank." Because he said, "You know what, man?" He goes, first of all, Skeet doesn't have to work two days in the show." He didn't have to fly on an airplane to get down here. His rig is here. He's got his truck here. His hotel's paid for. And bottom line, he's getting ten grand. Yep. Brent's like, I had to pay all my own expenses. I had to fly down here. I've got to work three days, an hour here, an hour here, an hour here, an hour here. It's way easier to fish. Yep. Brent said, I'd fish and blank. I, I would have been totally happy, a lot happier with that. Uh, all right. right. What's, the sco- what's the story with the fanny pack? Uh, his sponsor, Field and Stream, part of Dick Sporting Goods, uh, yep. in, a, in a meeting told him that fanny packs were coming back. <laughs> and uh, and that, that you know it was a big marketing push for fanny packs because they were coming back. And uh, he said, "Okay, I'll, I'll I'll wear one one day on stage and fulfill my obligation to." Uh, did did, did they extreme. did they also tell him that yellow pants were coming back? <laughs> well, <laughs> you uh, you guys obviously didn't watch the live feed yesterday because uh, maybe Brian did. Did you see what he pulled out of the fanny pack? No, a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Joe Rogan's been trying to bring them back for years. So, <laughs> fanny packs. Yeah. Does yeah. he wear them? He's got his own line. Why are you guys so concerned about the fanny pack? I mean, he was wearing yellow pants. 
<laughs> Are we more worried about... We're just piling on, man. What if those come back? <laughs> what, if, what if we're all wearing yellow pants I don't think they were year? ever in. Pizza and orange pants next yep. year. <laughs> well, Some of those golf pants are like that, though. Mm-hmm. Green, pink, orange. Hey, you, you know... Golf hey, skeet. You golf people. Uh, not well. Not well. It's kind of a weird game, isn't it? Yeah, you look through the woods for your ball all the time, all day. Right. It's no fun. Yeah. The object is to not be in the woods, Pete. <sighs> you know, I, I think that's what guys in don't Oklahoma... Don't quite get that part of it. <laughs> what guys in Oklahoma do when they're not biting top Well, you need, to, you need to play Gorf. Do you remember the Gorf that we played mm-hmm. with Bobby Lane? Did you ever see nah, that? What's that? Where he had a bait cast and he had a casting rod. Okay. All right, and had a golf ball tied on the end. Okay. And he actually competed against a PGA pro in Florida on three holes. Where wow. he could cast and the other guy he could only yep. he yeah. was limited to like three three clubs. And Bobby ended up losing by one stroke though. Is that he right? could chuck that thing. Wow. And it's a we, lot easier to putt yeah, when, yeah, when you're flipping. Show. Yeah, when yeah. you're flipping right in there. Yeah. Never mind. That's pretty cool. I have a question. How come when you guys do Ike Live and I watch all the time, um, there's always like some really cool microbrew beer? You know, everybody's got a beer <laughs> and we're hanging out. We come here to the show and it's we just water. Tiny water. water. We have tiny little waters. Water. Nope. You should have you should have been here yesterday afternoon. The carpenter rolled out a uh, rolled out six pack of beer, but unfortunately here at the expo it cost them fifty seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, and the union guy carried it in for two fifty. <laughs> it was forty bucks. Forty bucks for a six pack. Here? Forty. Yeah, I bought two six packs when we had um, Watson, Suggs, and, and Crete. Are you ex- are you expensing are you expensing that? I've got to talk to somebody about Dude, that. A keg <laughs> isn't even that much. I know, right? I know. Yeah, eighty bucks for twelve beers. We need. We, Next year on the list. That's oh my another goodness! One. Yeah, I gotta have just, keg. We could just have the, you know, pour them right here on the. I don't think we'll be able to make it through the whole day like that. <laughs> can I come to Jersey? Can I come to Jersey and we can hang out and man, do the deal? That oh, would be yeah. awesome. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. You gotta come. Right. We're in Bass University in California. Yeah. Now we talked about you know the possibility of a of a of a classic coming to Sacramento. Now let's really get into this. What's the possibility of Bash U coming to Sacramento? Well, you, you know, we worked together yeah. uh, to bring Bash University in our first year. We came right. out west. Right. And uh, we went to the Sacramento area, and, and we met, you know, some great folks. It was our first year doing it, and we haven't been back out west since. But you have a much bigger following now. I I, I, I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I I'm th- here, man. I'll help you promote it any way we can. I'd love to come back out west. Yep. I'd love you to know? Have, have you guys out. It would be cool. and. Uh, you know, we've got some great fishermen out there, but they always enjoy getting the guys out. And, uh, uh, you know, Mike has a huge following when he's out there. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen it when he's fished the events and uh, the amount of fans he has out there. But, yeah, it's always cool when you guys come out west. Well, we, we're going to we're gonna try. Yeah. Uh, let's work on that. Well, we're already working on that. All right. <laughs> we're already <laughs> we're, working we're, on that. We're going we're gonna to get out there. We're going to get out west this year or next. And uh, so we're here. It's classic. You got I got two broadcasters, two veterans in the industry. I gotta get your picks. We're two days in. Have the picks changed? Did you have a pick before that? It, it, you know, before did, we got here, I did. I had a gut. I had a gut feeling about Mike McClellan. I just thought that those fish were gonna be somewhere between a football head jig and a jerk bait. Yep. And I thought it was gonna be in Mike's wheelhouse. I that was kind of one of my picks. Well, he's sitting. Oh, he's sitting in twenty second right now. He's okay. got a limit, ten pounds. Uh, it's sir, it's still early in the day. I mean, well, he's got the afternoon bite to look forward to. A couple yeah. hours of that, and uh, I, I'm going to just take a layup and 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 still, you know, go by the west side. Yep. I, I'll take Aigler. I'll take Aigler any time that the chips are chips are down. Well, 
I'll tell you, you got you, you got a pick? No, I had I had Amar okay. until he had the uh, foo bar that he did yesterday. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No, I, I did hear about What'd that. He yeah, he brought six fish in. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that, Ken? I, he would have had almost 15 pounds. Yep. 14 or 15 he, pounds. He, he took a two-pound penalty. This is five, and that's yeah. one too many. Yeah. You know? okay. <laughs> hey, uh, we've seen it. I've seen it happen at least five times in the 11 years of covering the Elite Series. Yeah. At least five times, yeah. if yeah. not more. Well, my 21st birthday, my parents sent me to Lake Okeechobee with Gary Klein to fish down there. Gary's a dear friend. Went down and went fishing with Gary, and the second day, he did it. He brought six to the scales. So. Yep. Yeah. So he's sitting in 16th right now. What's he got today? 11. He's got so 11. The, so the six, they just called his biggest one then, right? No, they yeah. they, they gave him a two-pound penalty Okay. is what they do now. Is for, that what it is? That. They don't call they, the they that rules. That changed yeah. over the years. For and I, I think rightfully so because it, it's a, it's a, an error, yeah. you know, and instead of suffering that massive penalty, right. they're going to give you a penalty that's more representative of, what, of the, the Probably, and I'm not going to mention the angler's name, but probably one of the most bizarre situations I've ever seen on Elite Series, it was at Kentucky Lake. The angler actually put the six bass in his bag from his boat, walked up, and then did not realize that he had five or six fish in the bag mm-hmm. until he dumped them in the tank. Yep. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got six. That's six. So he actually put six from his live well into yep. the bag and didn't realize it until he got up to the you ever brought six dump tank. I have never done that, yep. but I've done something equally uh, crazy. I called before I had five fish. I've done that. Four times. <laughs> I did that. On four times. I yeah. caught my fifth bass. And I went in the box, and I culled out my yeah. between my fourth and fifth fish, <laughs> and I let my fifth bass go again. I caught my fifth again. I culled again. I did it four times before I realized yeah. it's not a four-fish limit. That it wasn't a four-fish limit. <laughs> oh, man. I did that. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, usually the worst part is, is you think you got all the culling done right, and I've got mm-hmm. them all. Oh, yeah, no, that, no, that's my smallest one. And then you get to the scales, and there's that. Wait a minute, dude. I've called 10 fish. I've done that. Bigger than that fish. I have done that. Because, you know, we didn't, years ago, we didn't have all these great floats and culling Culling systems. We used to just cull by eye. We culled like this. Yep. Put them on a board, looking at them. Yeah. uh, And then you go and you put them in your bag and you've got a 12 inch run and you've just let three pounders go. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's always, that's always. Well, I I tell you, let me tell you about my picks because. I mean, I, I'm going to pick off the board here. Before right? we get to the Oklahoma picks. You know, we've, we've, got, we've got the Oklahoma boys, and, you, you know, you've got two killers right there at the top. you got Christie and Evers, and they know how to win. They know how to win big, and they're duking it out. They're power fishing, um, and, I, and, and that's awesome. we got James Elam, who is, is man, he's an amazing I, – I, emotionally, I want James to win. You know, emotionally, I'd love to see him win, um, but I'm going to pick Christy because we don't have Edwin in the Bash University catalog. Let's <laughs> say so you have personal business interest in this pick, right? As a matter of fact, my brilliant program manager standing right over there had the wherewithal, the 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 vision to request a spinnerbait versus chatterbait seminar from Jason Christie this year yeah. for the ex- express purpose that that might play out in this classic. Mm-hmm. 
and we put that he put that seminar together months ago. And we have that live on Bash University TV right now. And you're seeing it live in action. You're seeing them use those exact tools uh, right now to do well at the Classic. Shall we let Mark talk about his pick yet? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I, I picked, picked Aaron. But remember, this was the 11th year that we did the Classic Odds. And it was huh. purely from an entertainment perspective that if I was Hookie the Bookie in Vegas working for the Station Casino in the sports book there, yeah. these are what I would set the odds at. Mm-hmm. We, it was the 11th year I had... Uh, I believe Jason at two to one, and I had Edwin at two to one, and they were two of the the favorites. Uh, Elam, I think I had at eight to one. So, you know, it's it's one of those deals that it, it would be cool if you could go to Vegas and actually yeah. place a bet on who you think is going to win the Bassmaster Classic. But not going to happen. The last time that we were in Vegas for ICAST, I actually talked to a manager of a sports book, and I ran that idea. Buy them, and he just can laugh at me. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> He's away. just like, "Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Yeah, fishing, fishing. Seriously? You need to br- you need to bring him here to the expo and let him see what's going well, on, and so, then he might change exactly. his tune. And you know what, Jace? I mean, you know, we're a long ways away from handing the trophy out. Jason Christie would be a great champion. Yeah, he would be a great champion. Great guy. You know, obviously a hammer fisherman, uh, and and obviously E Square Man. We know we know what kind of champion he was, mm-hmm. and. And uh, and he did a, an incredible job as a Bassmaster Classic champion a couple of years ago. I want to ask both of you a question. And you made this comment yesterday uh, on what you were doing yesterday. Does this win, whoever wins, truly become a life-changing event as it did 15 years ago? Uh, well, it's about 200000 dollars less than it was 15 years ago and a, and a higher with. tax rate you had a higher tax rate about 200 grand less um you know for the right guy maybe for for um some of the guys that are not established i mean let's face it you walk through media day pete there's there's some guys there we just flat don't know they're stud fishermen obviously they're at the bassmaster mm-hmm. classic but you just don't know them Right. I mean, if one of those anglers wins, is it is it career changing or is it uh, eleven month changing? I don't know the answer to that. You know, if uh, if Gerald wins, if, uh, if you know a guy like Edwin wins, yeah, I think that I think that definitely puts them into another. Uh, but he's already he's already won though. Yeah, but then you start joining the ranks of guys who have won more than one. Right. You know, so that Mark Daniels would take advantage of it. Mark Daniels would would way take advantage. Yeah, of it. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what I mean. And and what a and and Bass would take advantage of it. I mean, obviously, you know, Mark makes no qualms about. It. Man, I, I grew up in I grew up in Fairfield, Richmond. I grew up, you know, I grew up in a tough neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't cool to be the African American kid bass fishing where Mark grew up. And uh, you know, so obviously he's. Uh, He's a definite role model for uh, inner-city kids, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it would be a, a, a big deal. Pete, let me well, ask you this. Fifteen years ago, was it not life-changing, though, no matter who won? Yeah, you know, I remember Wu Days winning the Classic and taking an entire year off yeah. to, try to, to try to promote himself to and try to benefit from, from winning the Classic. When Mike won in 2003, we, we did it together. You know, I, I helped him work his brand and build his persona. Um, you know, we you have to work it. Mm-hmm. It's not a gift. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Winning the Classic is is honestly just the first step. If you think just winning... Well, there was only 48 people that saw Wu win, so he had to take a year off and go on to it. That was the last Classic (laughs) he went to. That was the last Classic I was at with Chicago. Yep. Well, it's it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. You know, and, you know, the harsh reality of it, you can win the Classic right now, uh, and there's... Your social media following will pale in comparison to... One one of these teenage kids on YouTube. On YouTube, that is amazing, man. They, you know, they have uh, they've really got a huge following. These YouTube kids. Now, the other question is, Mark, we're sitting here in the show, and there's tons of new product that we're seeing, and new baits, and everybody has, you know, the the latest, greatest, newest widget. Uh, will a Bassmaster Classic win propel a bait into, you know, out of stock status at uh, Bass Pro Shops by tomorrow morning? Or is it just going to be another bait? You know, no, I think it will. Yeah, you know, especially you, this time of the year. I mean, look what Kevin did with the Red Eye Shad, you yeah. know, for, for Strike King. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that thing went nuts when Kevin yep. won the Classic on that yep. bait. You know, but the spinner bait that Skeet won on. The spinner bait that it, Skeet It hit the won. Red River. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about when the last time a spinner bait won a Bassmaster Classic, and that was it. And for so many years, in the early years, and when I say early, you know, last in the in the 90s and in the 80s, it was a prevalent bait that that won a lot of money. Exactly. But it disappeared. And it disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then that win that Skeet had on the Red River, it really influenced what was going down with the spinnerbait. Right. Yep. They stopped throwing spinnerbaits in favor of the chatterbait. That in was another thing. That and, ki- was and the, the death of the spinnerbait. And the Kytex. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, yep. the swimbaits, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's Ken but, Duke, dude. <laughs> that is Ken Duke. <laughs> the, he is the Grand Wizard Poobah. The Grand of, Wizard Poobah. Uh, of bass knowledge and bass history. And, and, and we will we will be talking with Ken Duke tomorrow here on iClive, so you don't want to miss that. Ken Duke's my but, hero, uh, man. It's it's good to see you, buddy. But the uh what the age of fooling the public Gone. of the lure that oh, you yeah, won the classic on uh, is history. It's right Gone. there on everybody's phone. Yes. Yeah. You can't I mean you you can't fool you see guys hiding it still. And pretending still a little bit, but uh, man, you, with social media, with Bassmaster Live, everybody knows now. So yeah, yeah. if if you're sponsored by Strike King and you're using a Mega Bass, uh, you can't get away with it these days. I will say this: I have seen this. Not going to mention names, right? I have seen somebody pull some plastics out of a bag of which they were sponsored by that wasn't that was wasn't not the, the plastics plastic. in that bag <laughs> just well, being a little creative got to do what you got to do <laughs> in all you know in all as a bass angler you whatever you got to do to get that bass in the boat is what you got to do yeah. and that if it conflicts with your sponsor i mean i i i've had to do it I've had to do it. I mean, I, I go out and I try to catch them on the on the things and the, and the baits that I love from Rapala, and they're awesome. Um, but there's an occasion where maybe it's not in their product category, or or it's a certain color, or whatever. But or mainly, my co-anglers catching the heck out of them on this this great, and I got to use it. You right. know, uh, you got to do what you got to do to get them in the boat. You know, but uh, we've seen it over the years where guys will misrepresent baits to try to sell them. And uh, I, who was it? Mark Davis. Was the first guy, and this was before the age of the internet, that said, "Look, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I caught him on a tool that wasn't my sponsored products, but that's that's what I caught him on, mm-hmm. and that that went a long way for credibility for me. Absolutely. You know? Well, it does, and and you know, I mean, Kevin had that that instance uh, last year, 
yep. uh, where he won on a bait that uh, that was not his brand of bait. In his and, portfolio. In his portfolio. And ironically, um, that particular company was blowing the Internet up about Kevin catching fish on their bait literally before they handed him the blue trophy. Yep. So I, I think uh, it's equally as wrong for you know company. an angler to, to lie about it, but I think it's equally as wrong for a company to dogpile on a guy like Kevin, like Mike at Rapala, you know, to, to say, oh, look, he's really throwing our baits. Right. You know, let the angler make that statement. You don't need to make that statement for the angler. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pete. I was going to say something really cool happened with Edwin last year about baits. Yeah. Uh, as he wanted on Andy's uh, custom lures jig. Now, Andy has been making jigs for 20-plus years. He's made jigs that have won tournaments. But he just, it's one of those companies that was, you know, it, it was like a mom-and-pop deal. Right. And, um, it, you know, he now was retired, concentrating all his efforts on the jigs. Edwin started using his hair jigs to up at Thousand Islands to win up there. And uh, he requested these jigs. And um, when Edwin won on those jigs, uh, Andy's still trying to fill the orders. Yeah. It just blew his business up times 10. And I, I, I'm tickled to death that that happens. But it still, I mean, has a really, really big impact for these companies. You know, last year with Jordan Lee. Yes. winning it, it was a little i don't know really the term but he won it on a homemade football jig right. that rally that he had on that final day was a football jig so you really didn't have the dynamic impact allegedly allegedly what or do you what, mean allegedly or was that a buckeye mop jig <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've seen the jig I, i've seen the jig so okay. once again we get into that whole yep. can you really from live can you really differentiate between this football jig or that football jig or this I, football I jig i can't but my program manager can <laughs> i mean he microscopes this oh crap my, what he's zooming in i mean hours Hours of investigative <laughs> reporting to find out whether oh. these are manufactured colors or custom or, you know. We'll ask Duke. Knows he, he, he probably knows Ken for Duke sure. Know, Ken Duke knows everything. <laughs> Ken Duke knows everything. So he's shaking his head. I know. He's shaking hey, his head. By the way, real quick, since we are going to have the man that knows every stat in this in this game, do you know who the number two Number two, not number one, all-time earnings guy is in bass. Number two, all-time earnings yeah. guy in bass is uh, Skeet? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize that until what? I was looking at the all-time earnings. You don't Number two guy in bass earnings. Number two. That's right. That's Skeet? Yeah. You, you gotta, come here, come here, Duke. you got to understand <laughs> something, man. Duke and I are the two guys in this industry that share the most worthless information. This is you. I'm in the West Coast. Nobody knows who I am, man. Speaking of number two, Ken, you might know the answer to this, too. Do you know who the number two broadcast team at the Classic is? <laughs> Good call. Good call, Ken. That was a, that was a layup. Uh, I was wow. gonna I was gonna say Ike Live was number two, but I'll take number one. Pete, you haven't you haven't I hate it when he does this. <laughs> when's the one, last guy that guys from three. the same state finished one, two, three in the classic? Man, I 
I, I got to think on that one. I can't venture a guess right now. Oh, man. Okay, when was it? I give. give us a decade. Give me a decade. Holy cow. All right. 2010s? 2010. Alabama? 2010. We, we need a cheat sheet, Alabama? Man. I know. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking if it's gonna it's gonna be Florida, right? Because that's a very unique fishery. You know, right, when's well, the last time the classic I, was in Florida? Well, who, no, who won? Who won from know? Florida? Who won from no, Florida? No, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. I thought the question well, was when. Well, Alabama was Boyd, but now he gave us when. We know Skeet was second. The 2010 was the the well, tens. That era was what he said. Well, yeah. 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 That's the answer. Guys, the answer is 2012. Chris Lane, Keith Vincent, Pete Poche, all from Alabama. Yeah. I got the state right. Got the state right. Thank, th- thanks for coming over and stumping us, Kent. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. Do we get a bag Shut of worms? Do we get a bag of worms or anything for that? You know? You send us a signed hat, maybe. He gets a tiny bottle of water. We're one correct answer away from the new basketball. Sorry. And I stumped Ken on my radio show one day with the uh, – uh, I, I, did I get you with this, the lightest winning weight? Or, I got you with Folkstad. I remember that. It was something Mike had done. Did it? Harris Chain, Mike Folkstad, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, won a tournament with 14 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Won a Bassmaster. That's not technically the lightest winning weight. Because 2015 is the lightest winning weight. Van Dam in 2005. Pittsburgh. Yep. But, yeah, Kent can stump me. Anytime he wants to. It's Jay's <laughs> He's not allowed to ask me questions. No, we, we, I, Kent Duke's the man. He has all the stuff. He knows everything. I know. I know all those crazy stats that we love. He knows everything. We, we love to hear about. And uh, He's probably got stuff on Brian. Ooh. On on Brian the Carpenter? No. Yeah. No. I would have to think. No. I would have to think. By the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, did you see the, the podcast set up that Bass, uh, Bass Pro Shops has? The couches? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I would give us a solid third. <laughs> a solid third ranking? Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Well, hey, hey, maybe they get marks for production quality. Yeah, but their content, cam- their cameras we are, are kings, bigger. baby. Yeah, yeah, they have a little bit more resources there, Pete. Well, they do. That's you know? true. We're doing pretty good here at the Classic. I Bass think so. Is, yeah. It's yeah. growing. Yeah. We're yeah, going to keep coming. Awesome. I didn't it's see anybody awesome. laughing over there. <laughs> or paying 58 bucks for 12 beers. For 12 That's beers. Right. That's right. You know, they're, they're that worked, that worked out pretty good. That Kendrick, pretty would good. you like to have us, uh, would you like to bring beer for your interview on Sunday? Would that be helpful? Beer, whiskey. Sunday, it's, whiskey. It's right now. Oh, it's right now. now? We're going to have him on now? Ken's going to be on now. Whenever you guys wrap. We're All right, we're wrapping things up right now. <laughs> whenever you're done with God, yeah, you, whenever you're done with Kent, we're gonna roll into Kent. We don't want to stand in the we don't want to stand in the way with Ken Duke. Man. Well, I, you know, let's uh, we we've we've said it all. Um, guys that want to w- listen to your radio program, can they do it on the internet? Absolutely, the Ultimate Bass Radio Show. We're on uh, Sports 1140 KHTK. We're a uh, 50,000 watt station in Sacramento, but we do podcast the show UltimateBassRadio.com. Okay. It's live streamed at UltimateBassRadio.com, WesternBass.com, uh, Dar FM, at Radio FM, and it's free podcast on iTunes. Excellent. Well, well guys, definitely got to check that out. And of course, you got to go to Bass Zone, and you got to watch. Hey, uh, Mark's we'll new we'll get into that later. We got a bunch of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going uh, on. One on one, cool one on one being the latest and greatest. Uh, we're gonna check. Do you have one going on after the classic here? When's your next? Yeah, next one is Christie versus Ayler. Christie versus Ayler wow. in Oklahoma. Well, you, when are you coming to the West Coast? And wow, that's down? a lottery ticket. See. So I'm always going to throw that out. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm always going to throw that out. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. I got to tell you, though, I I do love what you guys are doing. 
with Ike Live. Obviously, we get to hang out a lot uh, with Mark, with uh, Basso and Bass Talk Live, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for us to get to hang out with you guys and talk a little bit about the West Side. I love what you guys do, and I uh, love what you're doing for the sport, man. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. It's great seeing you again. You too, buddy. Yeah, we'll hopefully see all you guys at the Ike after party on Sunday night. There's and an Ike after party? Well, you're invited. I'm in. Official. <laughs> Official. I'm in. Yeah. Right we're, yeah, we're going to blow the doors off the place. But thank you guys both for being here. And we're going to be back with a lot more Ken Dukes. Hey, why don't we just hot seat this? You, you two guys stay put. And you stay there. I will pass to Ken Duke any day, go boys. Go, you go with KD. That? Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank you, it, Ken. Man. All right, man. Thanks, thank Brian. You, man. Thank, thank you, buddy. You. you do a great job. Thanks, man.